with me in a word of prayer. (sighs) Holy Spirit, enter us with each breath, in each word, in each person, and in this time, that we may be captured by you that our lives may be made new by your word, and that in all that happens we may have peace because you are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, so how many of you, when you see it's the end of the world, start singing REM, right? (laughs) It's the end of the world as we know it, and... I feel fine. Now, come on. It's the end of the world as we know it, and most of you don't know that song. Oh, this sermon's done. (laughs) We have to play the song on YouTube or something, but no. um, Anyway, and, and I feel fine. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's absolutely not true, Right? But here's what happened. Has the world come to an end? No. Or maybe the world has come to end many, 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 many times. Maybe my, and I say that because um, there's a lot of things that happen in the course of a week that feel like the world is coming to an end, isn't there? And then it doesn't, really. And yet, sometimes it does. And a whole new world starts to become your existence. Sometimes those are big things, sometimes they're small things. Yesterday, you would have thought, if you talked to me, that uh, the world was going to come to an end because I I wasn't able to be home last night to watch the Iowa State Cyclones. Because I agreed to go to a play with my two uh, theater nerds that are sitting up here in the front row that wanted to go see the Scarlet Letter at Solon High School that started at 7 o'clock and the Cyclones started at 8 o'clock. So uh, all day long they had to listen to me whine and complain about how I was going to have to stay up late and wait until the end of the game so that I could start it. And then, then I was going to be up all, all night watching this and, and, and I wasn't going to get to watch it at the time. So here's what actually happened. I waited and I got, we got back about 10.15. Their game started about 8 o'clock and uh, so now we're two hours and 15 minutes into a game that I have seen no scores for and saw, saw no reports about. And uh, if I had a DVR, I would have started it right then, but I don't have a DVR. I stream things on the internet, and so um, I had to wait until the game was actually finished to be able to watch the replay that would be streamed on ESPN after the fact. So that's my, that's my intention. I thought, all right, I can watch one of my favorite shows for about an hour. I can play a little game on the Xbox, and then about 11.30, I'm going to start this game. And then it won't be the end of the world. And about 11.30 rolled around, and I went to uh, ESPN replays of, of uh, recent events, and, uh, and the only thing on there was the Texas Longhorns halftime show. <laughs> and the world ended. <laughs> or maybe it didn't. 
came to find out that uh, when games are shown on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN the U, uh, they put them on immediately after the game is done and you can watch the replay. But when games are shown on the Texas Longhorns television network, they are shown on the replay schedule that is set by the Texas Longhorns television network. So if I wanted to watch that game, I had to stay up until 3 o'clock when it would be re-aired. I checked the score, I saw that we lost 24 to 10, and I went to bed. <laughs> it was the end of the world as I knew it. And I felt fine. I felt just fine. But there's been other moments in your life and in my life where things really did feel like the end of the world. Where a relationship fell apart. And despite everything that you could hold and, 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 and muster and all of the strength and the energy that you put into it, there was nothing that could keep it together again. And the world came to an end. And you didn't feel fine. But something new begins. Where a job that you had prepared for, had worked hard at, had put your whole life into, suddenly comes down to a piece of paper and a conversation. And your world comes to an end. And you probably don't feel fine. But something new begins. You see, I think the end of the world happens more often than we like to think. In big and small ways, the death of a loved one, the loss of hope, the loss of a dream. Our foundations get shaken. I've told my own faith story many times no longer being able to sing. <laughs> step by step you lead me. I will follow you all of my days. Simple, simple song. I couldn't sing it because the world had ended and something new was going to begin. Worlds end. God begins. That's what I want us to hear today. Because that's what Jesus says to his disciples about something that they had placed at the center of their, not only their own faith and understanding about God, this was at the center of their whole community, their whole nation, their whole people, their heritage, their culture. They believed that this temple with its huge stones with its enormous size and magnificent structure and all of the all of the the things that were there they were there to speak one message that in this place god met with them and they could be confident when they saw it that god was with them 
And Jesus said to them that believed that at the time, he said, do you see this building? Not one stone will be left upon another. I learned something about uh, Jerusalem limestone this week from a colleague who told me that that actually is, uh, that Jerusalem limestone is, is filled with a high water and a high salt content. And so he said, when Rome actually did this that Jesus is talking about, when they took over the city and when they set fire to it and when that fire reached the temple, that uh, those limestone rocks literally exploded because of what was inside of them. Not one stone will be left upon another. Can you imagine those words being said to those disciples who saw this place as the place that God met? That God met them. The place that represented God's presence among them as community. Can you imagine that for us? What is it that we hold dear as this Advent community? We worship here. We hold on to what we know. And we work with all of our effort at that. And don't get me wrong, Jesus doesn't tell us not to. In fact, Jesus invites us in other places to put our whole heart, our whole mind, our our whole lives at work as an offering to use all that God has given us in the best of our ways so that we can follow where he is leading, to not hold anything back. I think I said that last week. But everything that we build, folks, it's temporary. That doesn't make it less important. but it keeps our focus in a new way. So that what? Not so that when we're building, we can say, well, this doesn't really matter and we shouldn't pay attention to it. No. So that when things fall apart, (laughs) you can hold to the one who meets you to begin again. Because God is still there when things are falling apart. That's what Jesus tells his disciples about the end of the world. There will be famines. There will be earthquakes. There will be wars. There will be nation will take up sword against nation. Kingdoms will rise. Kingdoms will fall. A little later in the chapter, the sun will turn to blood. The moon, the sun will not shine. The moon will turn to blood. When will that happen? You see, we ask, when will it happen? When will it happen? When will it happen? So that, one, so that we can do one of two things. One, so that we can stop it from happening. 
prevented in some way, or two, so that when it does, we, we know what to do then, as if at that moment we can change course. Jesus just simply says, these things are happening. They're all around us now. The world is ending. Every day. And when it does, it's but the beginning of what God is doing next. One other thing. Jesus said one other little piece there that I think we sometimes also get caught up in. He said, many will come, right, in my name, saying, I am he, I am he. I find that in my own life, the many who come in Jesus' name saying, I am he, I am he, aren't necessarily people. They're ideas, they're programs, they're stuff, they're the next great thing, right? And so I get captured by that. This one will save us. Have you said that about anything? If I could just, if I could just get this accomplished, then, uh, then it'll, be, it'll be secure. I will be secure. This will be okay. Hmm. Anytime I do that with something or someone or anything that I've created or I'm searching out that it doesn't have the name Jesus... Put the wrong thing in that place. Jesus will bring those things to an end so that new life can begin. And we know this because that's exactly what Jesus came to do. There's nothing more certain in the world than death. Nothing. And Jesus says what we, <laughs> we, we we do everything we can to avoid it. Jesus did too, by the way. He was fully human. He said, if there's any other way, let it be so. But the reality is, there is no other way for this world than death. And Jesus says, then I go there for you. Why? Because of you. Because there's nothing Jesus says, that one's on you. Instead, he enters into it. The number one thing I know has changed in my faith over time has been the growth of the word incarnation, which used to be reserved for me for Christmas. Incarnation, when Jesus comes to live with us. And I used to think that happened fully at his birth. I no longer believe that. It's not my, my great insight. It's the great insight of People who lived a long time ago who thought about these same, this same story of Jesus and said that the incarnation of Christ reaches its completion on the cross 
where he enters fully into our life and death. Because now Jesus, now God has entered through Jesus into everything that we know. There is no place you can be where God doesn't say in Jesus Christ, I am with you. And what happens when he gets there? The world ends. And a new world begins. This is our story. And it's why in the midst of buildings falling and worlds crumbling, we of all people can say, Thanks be to God, who is with us even now. Amen.